Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my Taste Buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the Misfit Nation. Another Friday has come, another week is gone, and here's the day we get to bring it on. This week we learned how to create a podcast, how to be a better you, heck, be an amazing human. We learned how hardships from, from those veterans of Vietnam helped the veterans of today. And now we are bringing you the person who can help you once you start all that Go beyond all of that you have done and broadcast you to the masses and publicize you the way you should be. So, without further ado, let's get Tracy Lamori, publicist, on here. All right, welcome to the show. Tracy Lamore is Lamore Lamori, profile uh, international awarded winning publicist, here to share with the Misfit Nation her tips and tricks on getting yourself out there, your brand out there. How are you, Tracy? I am very good. Thank you so, so much for having me. I'm glad we got to meet each other and uh, get this thing linked up. Mm -hmm. I want you to take a couple of minutes here or as long as you want to tell us about your backstory and how you got into this. So that's, yeah, kind of an interesting one. I'll try to tell it as quickly as I can. (laughs) And it's kind of an essential part of of my story and also uh, of my work too. So, most publicists, when you ask how they got into it, they'll tell you they went to school for four or five years in a university degree, or alternately, they were in media. Well, back and forth, sometimes they'll be media, other times they'll be working in PR, you know, sending stories to media. <clears throat> but my trajectory was a little bit different. So um, as a young person, I was, you know, just in sales and marketing, entry-level sales and marketing. And my husband, Dave Parkinson, had a radio show in Toronto, just a college radio show but in Toronto that was you know it was CIUT 89.5 FM and that was it was literally right across the city not just in the university and and beyond several cities as far as Buffalo which was a couple of hours and when and when that show was no more because it went to a music format and we weren't really interested in our thing and you know so we still wanted to have a voice I guess in some small level we thought was important so we were just gathering links to put on like a simple web page we had never ever we weren't you know we we were definitely had nothing to do with us in criminal justice or wrongful convictions or murder or nothing like that had anything to do with us but somehow we found this little plea online about a, a man named jimmy dennis who was that looking for help and i'm not sure what exactly drew us you know to to put pen to paper and actually decide 
you know, we were activists, but still, why would you make that jump to, you know, write to a prisoner on death row to see, well, what's going on? But I remember us thinking, well, how innocent can this guy be? And because we before and been in the journalist role, I guess we were still in that kind of headspace, you know, tell us about it. So there we were, 28, you know, we wrote a letter and turned out, you know, the prisoner that wrote back was 27, naming Jimmy Dennis. And the information that he sent in the 28-page letter, you know, on both sides, tightly written with all the legal documentation he had in the cell, was enough to convince us and anybody looking at it that this was hugely disturbing and bare, you know, bore looking at. So then what do we do? Because here we are, young activists, we have jobs, two jobs actually back each, but not, you know, no extra money, no, we're still just young, you know, young. And um, we're certainly not lawyers and we're not publicists. They don't even know what that is. Right. So what do we do to help? So my husband, long story short, my husband learned to make a website and I learned to write a press release. And it was 11 years after that. And, you know, there was a lot of media attention in that time. And ultimately he was freed from death row in 2017. So that story had a happy ending. But a few years before that, it hit me. So in 13 years after I wrote my first press release, at the age of 41, that I had developed skills that I could absolutely monetize. And, you know, that media was a mystery to most people. And help entrepreneurs, help creatives, help people with inspiring messages. Whoever didn't have a voice and needed to be heard on a worldwide level, I could help make that happen. So that's what I do now, essentially, across borders and across industries. Awesome. And yeah, that's a very interesting way how you got into it. Crazy, uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But if you don't know that background, it's hard. You don't have a whole picture, you know, because I think that's an important part. It's the inspiring part of the story, too, that you don't necessarily, A, need to be trained for something, and B, we all have something we're either passionate about or something we're, you know, we're good at, whether it's a hobby or something like that. But you may never have thought that you could actually build a career out. It may not even be in your, we all think that we have to hate our nine to five, but. Don't. Right. Right. <laughs> so you should be able to smile when you go to work and uh, be happy when you leave work. Exactly. Right. <laughs> it's actually possible, people. <laughs> it's not. It's not all that unheard of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, speaking of uh, transitioning from helping him uh, get off of a wrongful conviction, wrongful death row which was, that's amazing how, I mean, it took a long time, but you actually got it done. That's awesome work. Then you transition to trying to sell people's brands and how they, how they can build their brand and spread their message. How do you get the media attention for their brand and message? So, yeah. And, you know, and I always say, it doesn't matter who you are or what you do. And it's more than, you know, just your people often think about just the brand or if they're an author about selling their book. But from my perspective, you know, it's, it's a human, a human level right? Because the brand or the book can't speak in interviews. So the first step, of course, we, you know, get the book reviewed and the brand talked about or whatever, but a, an essential component is that person in front of me. So getting them that entrepreneur or, you know, just the same as you would make a creative a rock star, you know, the same thing, building up that startup founder, building up that entrepreneur, getting them media profiles. So there's different ways. One is the traditional press release that people have heard of, but usually don't know how to do correctly when they're entrepreneurs only because as entrepreneurs, we know advertorial, but the, the uh, sorry, the editorial is it, which is what gets you into the newsroom or gets you interviewed as a source is a mystery to most people. And they veer way too much toward the advertorial, which is, you know, makes them less valuable as a source, makes the newsroom walk away from you and send you to the ad department as opposed to 
to interviewing you. So it's important to get that, you know, balance right when you're reaching out to press releases. But there's all kinds of other opportunities beyond the press release now. You've all heard the term thought leadership, right? Right. You know, if you have more of a writer, look for opportunities where I mean, you can start. People don't know that Medium, for example, medium.com, they think it's like a post. But really, it's more like Facebook. You can put up a picture. You can write an article. And if you write a good article, like a journalist, and, you know, it gets shared, they may put it on the front page, and then it becomes, you know, it could get a million views. Like, But even if that doesn't happen, you start to have a story. And more credible in a blog, right, a media, in Medium articles where you can start to park some of your idea if you're not uh, if you're more comfortable speaking than writing then there are all kinds of podcast opportunities there's matchmaker and podmatch and audit and podcast guests and radioguestlist.com and all kinds of places where you can connect with people and you don't have to be an expert or you have to be an expert but you don't have to have a million media opportunities after your name you just be have to you know, be credible on your industry, be able to talk about whatever aspects you're thinking of. And then the other secret that a lot of people don't know is a lot of incoming services that uh, where every single day publicists get, where media from everything, from literally from NBC to Reader's Digest to Rolling Stone to whatever, are looking for quotes from entrepreneurs. And they come to uh, publicists in the same way that podcast, you know, the podcast matchup services match up potential mm-hmm. guests there's podcasts there's you know services that match up publicists with source with media and with entrepreneurs and who, who can be sources for ongoing media stories and those you don't have to think about what you want to write about it's literally just a matter of you know saying oh i, I can answer that question and then answering that question okay, okay. that's a pretty good uh, pretty good advice right there so um on, on your side you said uh, what is a power woman so what is that so yeah, that's not something I started calling myself though. Hey, sure. I mean, but other people started calling me that a lot, you know, and I guess, I don't know, I guess because I'm out there and I'm on stages and I'm whatever. And so when I started hearing that, I said the same thing. Well, what is that? So then I started answering that, which is, well, I think, I mean, sure, I'm a power woman, but I always have been, you know, even when I was a kid before anybody knew my name, because I just didn't know the word no, I would just, you know what I mean, do things. Um, <laughs> so, so now, even now, you know, so I say everybody really is, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're thinking about being an entrepreneur, whether you're creative, whether you got a book in your head or you've actually written a book or even just, you know, your your mom, you know, your wife, you, women out there that people are counting on or getting through it every day that are doing things that are pulling their weight plus way more. That's really all of us. So I answer that all of us really are power women one way or another. And we need to really, it's, but that's not just, you know, rah, rah. It's important that we really see that in ourselves. And because people ask me, well, again, how do you get into media? How do you do all that? Well, the first step, is seeing yourself as a person who's in media, you know, as a person who has something to say and, and, and then start to contribute. Definitely. And uh, that's kind of like how I started this. Uh, how do I, who am I to start a podcast at this time in my life? And, and why? Why did I do this? And why, why not? I, right? You've got I something to say. Got... I had eight hours extra a week to, la- to do this. So I figured, out, why not? Let me yeah. get let other people's voices out here, hear some awesome stories. And sometimes talk about my story as I go. And, and it's been fun since February. So I like it. And I, hopefully I can keep pushing forward. And yeah, and it's valuable for people too, listening. For sure it is. So it's, you know, these platforms are important. Awesome. Definitely. So what are some tips you give to, say, a, a brand new entrepreneur 
or even a seasoned entrepreneur who maybe has lost some of their step as, as far as getting their way to the top? So, yeah, a lot of them, you know, this, the whole thing I talk about sometimes kind of gets them going to think about it a different way. Cause I noticed 80 to 90% of entrepreneurs really have no conception of this. So they haven't thought about this. They know advertising, like I said, but they haven't thought, what? I could be in me. The first match, no, come on, really? Me? What? But, you know, <laughs> I, I noticed that people, and I, but I mean it. I mean, like, and, you know, and here's the perfect example of that. Cause I was going to say that no matter what you do, there's media opportunities for you. And that's true, not just in your industry, but in the greater, you know, Zika's, that's why the thought leadership thing is a thing. So think about this perfect example. And I've mentioned this on a couple of podcasts now, it just popped up in one. And it's funny because twice in a row I mentioned it and both times it was hosted by guys and you wouldn't think they would know this lady's name, right? And before I even remember her name, they popped right out with her name, which shows how vastly famous she is, which is my, you know, one of the most famous women in the world right now, for real, more famous than half the Hollywood stars, more famous than most of the musicians, is a woman called Marie Kondo, who basically is a closet organizer. That's what she does right. for a living is organize his closets. And you know, she wrote a book about it, started speaking about it, her philosophy about it, which led to that, I guess, you know, like it's kind of less is more. The throw, Enjoy that sort of thing, throw it out kind of thing. So she went on an interview somewhere that that little, I don't want to say shtick, but that angle worked, right? Whatever she was putting out there. And now she's literally famous around the world for that. And that's the woman who, Again, what was her original job? Organizing closets. So that's a matter of showing that, you know, if you have a little angle or an idea or even just the information that, you know, we don't have, you know, it can be built on and you can actually develop a celebrity. Like if somebody comes to me and they're a real estate agent, next thing you know, they're a celebrity real estate agent. We're not just saying that. We've got them globally quoted all of a sudden, you know, so you compare their buy. You know, hair guy came to me from Saskatoon. He's killing it on Instagram and popular in Saskatoon, but no real presence. When I, you know, Google beyond his own stuff and within a couple of weeks of working together, now he's been featured in the Hollywood Times. He's been featured in an LA magazine called Prosperity Press. And their headline was how he's well-known, or not even well-known, but he's got developing a reputation from Baghdad where he was born. <laughs> but he, when he was little, and then he's lived in Canada the whole time, to Beverly Hills. So, you know, all of a sudden, he's got four interviews or four major profiles, two in Los Angeles, all calling him a celebrity stylist. You know, add a zero onto your onto um, you know, your rate, right? Right. <laughs> and that's a pretty good journey from Baghdad to Canada to Beverly Hills. Yeah. Not yeah. a lot of people can quote that. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the Beverly Hills part literally is like two weeks after working with the publicist because I'm connected. I've got people there. I got. <laughs> Writers there, I got clients there. So all of a sudden, if I see that like, star quality, I can be like, okay, why are you just think? Why are we just thinking about Saskatoon again? <laughs> you know, that's awesome, right there. So yeah, that gives an idea of what it, what it's all about. <laughs> well, one of your questions on your thing is: Should a business take a position on social issues or pitfalls or the responsibilities of such? What are your thoughts on that? So that can depend. I mean, I don't think they should or shouldn't, you know, like it's not. I think you should just for the sake of doing it for sure, because that's not genuine. Right. I also think it, right. you know, it, it can also look, you know, it can also 
take a position, at least, you know, a, some kind of observational position, you know, where you, you show that you're not you're just unaware. Like, it depends. It's like, for example, if, if a business never mentioned COVID in any way, it would be really kind of weird at this point, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. So same with some kind of big social issues that are of huge import and maybe sh- are shaking up a country. You wouldn't want to necessarily jump on it with a, you know, it could be bad for your brand to jump on it either way, because if you don't know what you might think you do, you might think, oh, sharing this meme is cool or whatever, but you could actually get yourself in hot water. And not necessarily, we're not even talking about something where to be genuine. I'm even talking about something where you may not realize because you don't, because we all don't know what we don't know, right? And meme culture right. can have a, sh- and all of a sudden we don't really have, you know, hurting somebody or offending somebody in ways we wouldn't have actually chosen to do. Not just a matter of like, you know what I mean? Not a matter of necessarily, oh, you know, the politically correct people are not letting me say it, but something you might not have actually said, but you ne- didn't necessarily get the how it would be received. You know what I mean? So as a you know beyond uh, you, you want to ask yourself is this you know do, do I actually feel is this a genuinely a thing I feel and I feel that I slash my branch comment on so there's no really you know hard answer there's ways to do it well and with finesse and that help you and then there's obviously ways that you know that, that it can hurt you so it's really I, I would my general advice would be you know unless you you know you feel it and, and understand it stay away from it and then even then second guess yourself to see what advantage is it and what benefit is it to, you know, to your brand and the people in your company and the people that you're, that, you know, whose paychecks depend on you and that kind of thing. Right. To make that, you know, and make that and, and, you know, and that, and, and then make that balance, right. Something that's going to be something that, you, that they're going to want you to say other times not. So yeah, yeah it's, it's uh, fraught with, um, you should think about it, you know, but I, but I say in some cases it's positive. In other cases, definitely not. It's something either way has to be done with a lot of thought and finesse. And it's definitely something, like you said, you have to be authentic about it. You can't just jump on things just because it's the wave of uh, what's yeah. going on on this day. You have to be with it from the beginning to the end. Don't yeah. jump on it today and go away because someone said it's not good. Either. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And so before, and so you don't do that, make sure you, that's where you, again, you want to understand where the waters you're jumping into, right? So right. that you can say that, like, you know, so that if you do get a backlash, you're like, no, you know what? That's like, hey, I'm this is where I'm standing in the line, and that's you know whatever, right? Exactly. Like running and hiding and scared, like you know. So you have to really evaluate, especially when you're dealing with business. Again, it's like, you know, you could ask these same questions when it's your personal self and your personal brand and all that. But like if you're doing any kind of service and even if anybody, other people are depending on, depending on you for income, whether it's, you know, certainly I didn't, I, I'm not money motivated, but I mean, think about that too. Is, is it your family or is it, do you have 10 employees and the company's going to get shuttered because you ran your mouth on something that really has nothing to do with your business, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Or really you nothing to, to do that, with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and make that's that evaluation. what I think, I think a lot of people fall into that problem. They, feel the wave of media or social media attention on something and they jump into it and realize, Oh no, what did I just do? And yeah, then it's exactly. too late at that point. And then that's when they need a, a public relations a publicist to actually yeah. help them try to fish themselves out of that trouble. Yeah. And you see people so get into a bad situation where they probably, you can tell they had no idea what they were wading into just some like grandma in wherever. And she, you know, owns a little business doing whatever. Then all of a sudden she got doxxed because 
she shared a meme that she didn't realize came from there. Or anyway, you know, right. some bad stuff. <laughs> People don't, and again, she may not even have known. It may not even be that she's like, Maybe she had no idea really even what she said, which people don't normally assume. People assume that we all know, you know, but I wish people researched more, but even necessarily even click on the websites, the memes they're sharing are coming from. So that's dangerous because sometimes, you know, then you could be again, portraying yourself in a way very differently than you think you are because somebody else might be like, Ooh, why are they sharing from that site? Which is da 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 da. So like, you know what I mean? Even though maybe the meme that you shared wasn't necessarily extreme. So click on and see and notice in your socials what you're what you're putting out there. And that's definitely that's definitely good advice there, because I I know a lot of people will just click share, like and share someone's post just based on the person. They won't even yeah. read it. They'll yeah, think exactly. they'll think it's a pretty picture or something and press share and like. And next thing you know, like you said, they're getting the backlash because it looks like they actually said it. Yeah, or yeah, it's too. true. People are like, hey, look, they like, because some of the people will look, hey, there's 50 likes on that. Who the heck are those people? You know, exactly. and then meanwhile, they were just liking their buddy's thing and all of a sudden, all the lasers are at them at that point, and it's not good. <laughs> so uh, how do how do authors get more media interviews? Um, so authors are are really fun to work with. Fiction is a different story. It's more, it's like, you know, presenting, um, it's really fun too, but it's, I mean, different from what I'm about to describe. It's like presenting, you know, more like musicians and stuff. It's creative things. Some people like it, some people don't. You're finding, you know, but with any kind of nonfiction writer, it's just exactly the same as an entrepreneur to me. They're an expert in whatever their field is. So make, you know, once they understand they're an expert and they have something to say then finding those opportunities you know we start with media you know targeted media releases and then topical media releases and by the way a topical a topical is what you're thinking of like the person x is doing whatever whatever you know what i mean and then a, a topical release would be something like um you know covid is happening or black lives matter is happening or something is an ongoing story you know something where you know it's not going to be a one-off it's not a one-day story you know it's going to be they're going to be going on for a couple of days at least about it. Well, that's an opportunity to do a topical release again, making sure you're actually not just jumping on something you don't. Know. You have, you know, you know, you know how you're watching TV. You turn to your friend. Oh, here's what I would say about that. An opinion you have based on something like if you're a hairstylist, you might see a person on TV and think, "Oh, look at that style, man, that's terrible." I don't, you know, and you turn to your friend and say that. Well, so you might make a topical release about. Your style is this Kim Kardashian's hair is, you know, great this year, blah, 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 or is it indicative of blah, you know, whatever. I'm just making that up off my head. But that would be a <laughs> where it's about a thing you saw on the news because of your particular expertise, you can comment on it. So you write a release to continue that story. So that's a really good way to do, you know, if you, again, a nonfiction author, like an entrepreneur is an expert at whatever it is, right? So you, it's, right. I would, you find, and find those opportunities to get profiled. I'm up, you know, and really, I mean, I always think you have any kind of marketing budget, and this is true to authors especially, a lot of be like, oh, I spent all this money getting the book. Absolutely, totally get it. I work with authors who are there all the time. But here's the thing, and this is not, this is no PR spin. If you just have the book, you know, you make the book and you do all that, then you put it on the shelf and you wait for the world to discover it. It is literally, absolutely 
like having a baby and then not feeding the baby. Because oh, the wow. world isn't going to find it. They're not going to find it. You know, just other than your friends buying it, then you're done. It's literally now you have to feed it, push it out. You need to let the reviewers know you need to. Just having it sitting on Amazon isn't going to do anything. Definitely. So, yeah. <laughs> just having it, the one little buy on one Amazon where a person may never even be able to get to it. Unless yeah, they, they don't even name. find it exactly. Unless you, you know what I mean. You get all the reviews. So, what for an author comes to me and right away, I am finding the opportunity for the book to be reviewed, which will boost it on Amazon. There's, you know, little promo ideas you can have, like on a certain day you have it at a discounted price, and you encourage everybody, their mother that you know, to buy on that price, which encourage it to be, you know, closer to being a bestseller that day. You can get a bestseller in a certain country, bestseller in your country under certain categories, stuff like that. And then you want to reach, you know, profile the author. And a lot of my authors get profiled in Authority Magazine, which is then picked up by Thrive Global, which is related to Huffington Post. And they do big features like, you know, how to write a book that sparks a movement or how to be a great author or whatever. You know, they're interviewing the author at length. So that gives you a nice basis to go and reach out to podcasts that interview authors, to reach out to things in your subject area. And, and then at the same time as I'm doing that, I'm looking for awards for my clients. So I always say if you have any kind of budget, that you even thinking about putting out an ad or whatever. Even if you only work with a publicist, by the way, I work internationally and, and I do offer really good prices only because, um, you know, specific packages to the people who hear me on these podcasts because they get them all excited when they haven't, you know, known about PR before and then I don't want it to be out of their reach, you know, price-wise, you know, corporate and Hollywood prices. So I do have packages that are actually affordable where people can literally get high-end PR for the price that they expect to pay for, you know, probably one ad in the month. And for that, they're going to be profiled in at least one thing. They're going to be featured. And when I say at least one, I mean, that's the way I start the week. You know, I know right away they're getting one. And then we have the whole month where I'm looking for other opportunities. All my women clients are, you know, are submitted for all these different kinds of awards that I found for power women this, women entrepreneurs and that. And again, on my entrepreneur clients, depending on their industry, same. I'm always looking for, and like I say, it's, with my kind of PR, it's not about, you know, making a, what, are they, what is that expression, making a silk purse out of a sow's ear or, or spin. It's literally about, and I popped out with this in the middle of a podcast one day. It just like came to me. And now I quote it all the time. It's a great little PR line, but my job is to elevate and celebrate the awesome things that these other people are doing. And they really are people in all the corners of the world doing awesome things that did not know how to access that's so this kind of light on them, you know, bring makes makes a little celebrity star shine that differentiates them. So yeah, it's fun. And that definitely does. I'm sure it, it boosts their boosts their ego, their uh, confidence as well as their a little bit of their ego as they get that little more pushed out to the but you know, also like but yeah, like I mean, but I've had clients tell me, or one particular client said, You changed my business and my life because you made investors take us more seriously. And I was like, ah, I'm not a finance girl. So I hadn't thought about that, but they had just gone through their pre-seed funding and we're going for seed funding. And it's true. We, in six weeks, we did four articles. We got, not did, we got placed four articles. People wrote articles about them. She won an award, you know, calling her an innovator in a different country for an international award in her industry. And then we did press releases about that. We got, you know, then we got a TV in, in the city where they founded, and then it was front page news. And, you know, so this this is the kind of thing that it, it's, it's it, you know, like it makes you feel good for sure. And it makes you realize you can take on the world. But it also, A, and I hadn't even thought about the financial aspect, you know, but so A, it makes investors take you more seriously, but also differentiates you from your competitor, you know, excites your current customer, attracts more customers your way. 
So it does all those great things. Definitely. That's awesome. Uh, my, I just, one the one question I just popped in my head, why public relations uh, vice marketing? If you have you know budget for both, great. You know we work together and stuff. If you if you have a marketing budget, I say people should put it aside for at least one month and look at the PR because, you know, marketing just like marketing is not like sales. Marketing is not PR. You know they they're all related. You know they're, they're related. See, I would say, so, PR does a lot of what marketing does in terms of you know when you place those ads, you hope that people are going to find you and come and see you and and hire you. Well, you're with the PR. I mean, you're getting. Same visibility, only instead of something that everybody knows you bought that you said about yourself, Reader's Digest or NBC or Rolling Stone is interviewing you as an expert. So right there, that's stuff you literally can't buy. So you buy the publicist time to pitch you as the expert and find these opportunities. But these are literally media opportunities that you cannot buy. So that's the difference. Today's consumer is, you know, we're quite aware of you can say whatever you want up to a point in an ad. That's not impressive, but it's super. I mean, I think it looks pretty. Your ad looks pretty, but nobody cares really. You know, it's super impressive when you can say, because uh, I see it. Like, I, like I, you know, you, I literally see the difference when I can now say, oh, I, I, like a year ago, I couldn't say, oh, I was featured in Rolling Stone, NBC, Hollywood Times, and now that's at the beginning of my book. Close to me, there's almost no podcast that doesn't want to interview. TV, radio, it's all the same. Anything along that line, it's like, sure, please, yeah, come. What they. You know, and that's why you build, your, you build your thought leadership. It builds you that credibility and that gravitas. So that the difference basically is none of my a marketing guy, it's up to them to sell, you know, or a salesperson, it's up to them to sell your product for you or to help you sell your product. For me, and it's hard for entrepreneurs to understand this until they think it through, it's none of my business how much product you sell. It's not my job to sell your book. It's not my job to sell your product that you're, you know, whatever it is you do. My job is to, is to build that and authority behind you so that when you and that thought leadership you know so that and so that you call the leader so that when you open your mouth to sell your product to sell your book to ask for that speaking engagement to ask for the raise you know to get that job to whatever it is you're doing to impress your um investor that's that authority behind you and you're taken seriously and plus the visibility that we create does what an ad does obviously if you're in you know, Time Magazine or in Rolling Stone Magazine or an NBC being seen by a million people, that's going to translate into however many ads, same same as it would if you had an ad that was, you know, seen by those many people. So, yeah. Right. That's exactly right. Uh, so how does someone get in contact with you to get advice from you and then ultimately hire you as their publicist? Yeah, they can reach me at lamorimedia.com. It's L-A-M-O-U-R-I-E media.com or they can find me on LinkedIn. It's a great place to connect, Tracy Lamori. Um, on Insta, it's Tracy Lamori PR Media or on Facebook, Tracy Lamori. And um, there's, they can call me in Toronto, 289-788-5881 or internationally, Beverly Hills number is 424-444-8052. And I do offer English speaking media work. Um, and, you know, help build global reputations, literally, no matter where you're at. I have clients around the world, so we can tell them, to say that they heard me on your show, and we'll do a free 30-minute consult, no pressure, where I can just sort of break it all down for them. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, I'm sure everyone would appreciate that and uh, take that opportunity, hopefully, and uh, boost themselves 
with your help as they move forward in their in their ventures. Absolutely, that'd be great. I would love to do that. Well, Tracy, uh, thanks again for agreeing to come on the show. It was great having you. I, I think I know I learned a lot along this uh, just 30 minutes here, and I'm sure the audience has learned a lot. And if if uh, they need more in the future, I'll definitely reach out to you again for, I guess, part two. Absolutely. That was great chatting with Tracy Lamori. Not only is she an amazing publicist with awesome clients, she also shared her story of digging into evidence and continuing to fight for the release of the wrongfully accused. That was awesome. If you have publicist needs, be sure to check her out and look her up. Her link is in the show notes. So you know how we do this. Thanks for taking some of your time to spend with us on The Misfit Nation. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and share the link as much as possible. If you want to, please become a supporter to help us carry this thing on. We appreciate you. Of course, if you know someone that would bring the energy and have a great story to the show, have them visit our website, themisfitnation.com, and reach out to us. As always, till next time, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling, because we are The Misfit Nation.